vodka straight. And by the way, food was excellent, brother. You're the guy that got caught in that avalanche, right? Yeah, I'm the one. Like black men don't have enough ways to get killed without climbing up some stupid ass mountain in the middle of God's nowhere. Need to leave that to the white folks, brother. special episode this month okay because normally this season we have been interviewing content creators about their journey through horror but i got a special interview from my friends at outfest a few weeks ago to attend the they slash them premiere and after horror got to be one of the interviewers on the carpet so i took my quarter down my recorder that is um and my friends from horror and color were there ivan and jose um and we interviewed some people from the film some cast and the crew from the film about horror and the film in general they slash them comes out today on peacock um and it's a movie about a gay conversion camp <laughs> And I know what you're thinking, what the F, Sharday? But please, it's it's nothing like what you expect it to be. It is a slasher. I mean, get the title, they slash them is probably the most clever title I've heard in my life. Um, and I was really excited to be a part of this red carpet, especially with Ivan and Jose. So you'll hear Jose's voice towards the end of the episode because there were some times where I needed a break and he needed a break, so we swapped on interviews. But basically, um, we're interviewing people on the carpet at the premiere before I saw the movie. At the end of this episode, I will give you my honest spoiler-free reaction to the film, and then later on in the season, we will definitely be talking about They Slash Them and the amazing representation um, that we saw in the film with hopefully maybe one of these people from the film. Um, I also want to say you want to stick around to the very end of this episode because... I got to speak to Screen King legend himself, Kevin Bacon, and yes, I asked him about the following. So stick around for that. My first interview up is with Austin Crute. I mean, this person is amazing, amazing spirit, amazing acting, especially in this movie, They Slash Them, one of my highlights. Um, but on top of that, the fashion was everything. So the first part of the interview, yes, we're talking about the clothes. Um, but listen to what they say their answer is about what horror movie they would drop themselves into if they could. I think it's a very interesting answer. I'll come back a couple of times um, on the show in between, in between interviews just to, you know, let you know who's speaking. But I hope you guys enjoy this because I really feel like we're going to do more of these live red carpet events with Afro Horror in the future. And this is kind of a tester. So let me know what you think. Okay, start the show. Hi, I'm Sharday. I'm with Afro Horror. We're a black horror publication. Yeah, it was Sharday. So I want to ask you, first of all, let's talk about the outfit. What's happening here? Okay, so I'm wearing... Um, Anastomus body chain on Etsy, Turkish girl, she's going crazy. This is an Akira jacket. Um, I have some jaded London pants, some Gucci Balenciaga shoes. I'm pretty sure I got these socks from Zara and just some like Versace underwear that I'm pretty sure I, like, I got up here in Atlanta. I'm feeling it. I really like it. So let me know. There's boom with black horror right now. I mean, we just had Jordan Peele's Nope premiere just two days ago. I cannot wait to see it. Okay, I've seen it, so... Ooh, I, oh, I'm excited. I, oh, it's so good. It's so good. You're going to like it. But I want to know, what does it feel like for you to be a black man or a black person in a film, in a horror film in 2022? 
it just feels so, so good to be, you know, a black man in a horror film that highlights queer identity. I feel like it's just groundbreaking for me, especially this is like another level in my mind of where I was growing up and what I've kind of been through. I never thought that one, I would ever be in a horror movie because I was scared of everything. But then two, that I would be in a queer movie that kind of highlights so many things that are so relevant to me um, in in such a transparent way. So it's definitely been fun. Do you remember the first horror film you've ever watched? The, you know what? I would say I would say officially the first horror film that I ever became a fan of was it, the new one. Was it the 1990s version or the twin? It was the new one because I saw this. Pennywise was like dancing and I was just, that was funny. But then also it was freaky and there was so much like societal buzz and hashtags around it that I was like, you know what? Let me just check it out. Stranger Things kid and it was a bunch of other icon kids in there. Let me find out. And it was so good. Like it was scary. It would, I would have been terrified if I was in theaters, but it was, like, just cool when you watched it outside of, like, you know, you could have a light on, have a friend in the room. <laughs> yeah. If you could be in any horror franchise, past or present, what would you pick? Ooh. You know what? I would choose Friday the 13th. Because I feel like I would out smart. You have a thing with camps. What's with the camps? You know, I just feel like camps, there is, there's a lot of brush. There's a lot of trees. There's a lot of wood. There are places, if you're smart, I feel like you can outsmart one dude. He's not like he has superpowers, okay? He has a mask on, Jason Voorhees. Does he die and come back to life? I haven't watched, like, all of the, the Friday 13th, Friday, Freddy vs. Jason, Freddy vs. Jason 2. But I know that I would most likely be able to, you know survive i don't well does your character in this movie can you hint are they a survivor we will have to see and on that note i want to thank you for joining us today and i can't wait to see the film and good luck to you and everything else thank you so much (laughs) okay this next guest that i got to interview on the carpet um uh, their pronouns are she, her. I couldn't get Austin's pronouns. I tried to get everyone's pronouns on the carpet in the spirit of obviously just inclusion, but of the movie. Some publicists were a little pushy, some weren't. Um, but she goes by she, her, and her name is Quay Tan. And when I tell you she is the next big thing, she's the next big thing. First of all, her energy just is it just radiates like i wish you could all i wish we had a camcorder so you could have seen it in person she stepped on the carpet in this emerald green long flowy dress and all eyes and all cameras immediately went to her but not just for the dress for her smile for her energy just saying yes and thank you and please and just she was just the sweetest person on the carpet and she had so much again energy um all right, so this is actually my favorite interview that I got to do of the day. And then in the movie, she is unreal. Like the layers and the talent, I really can't wait to see what this actor does next. Um, there is a little fun Scream 4 reference at the end of our interview that I absolutely love. And if I had more time, I would have given what happens more time. But again, pushy publicist. Anyway, um, check out the tape. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sharday. I'm with Afro Horror. We're a black horror publication. We're so excited to talk to you today. Yes, yeah, Sharday. Sharday, I'm Quay. Quay Tan. Nice to meet you. 
Okay, first of all, I need to say you look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, ridiculously insane. <laughs> no, amazing, gorgeous. I talked to your best friend. You both, like, this is how best friends should step out. Did she tell you that I play in the movie? I play Alexandra, and her name is Alexandra. I did not know. I didn't hear. Antagonizing her throughout cinema, honey. That's our relationship. We love to antagonize each other. I want to say I hear you're a huge horror fan. I want to know, do you remember the first horror movie you ever saw? Oh, my God. So I did an interview about this. So the first horror movie I ever saw was Scooby-Doo, like the zombie something, where they go, you know what I'm talking about? Where they go to, like, do you know what I'm talking about? Where they go to New Orleans, and there's, like, the werewolf cat ladies, and they're like, yes, darling, I'm going to eat you alive. And then there's, like, Civil War zombies. It's such a moment. It's such a movie. And I started watching horror from a really early age. And I think what it is is that I like to feel physically involved in the story and when there is horror and suspense and tension I'm literally on the edge of my seat it moves me and that's what we do in this film but we also on top of that it has a heartbeat right it has this movie is with stakes it has horror stakes and it also has dramatic stakes and I think what you'll find in our film is that the true horror is the hate is the people who are trying to erase identities and it happens in all of our world. It doesn't just happen in conversion therapy camps. Anytime someone tries to make a, a big deal about um, someone. Oh, my God. Kara Sedgwick is here. Kara. Oh, my God. I love the closer. Me and my grandma are going to freak out. I can't. Okay, anyway, sorry. You, you brought us some group. We're going to see the movie, and I totally agree with you. The horror of humans. Last question for you. You can pick any horror franchise, past or present. Where are you dropping yourself into? Any horror? Oh, I'm going to Scream 4, baby. Girl, I, I love you. I'm going to Scream 4. Oh, Sydney, you think you had it bad? Try having a boyfriend who fucks you, dumps you, and doesn't even make you famous. I love her. I love her. I love her sincerely. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you. Do you now understand what I was saying about the Scream 4 thing? I wish we had more time. I would have let her finish because we could have done the whole third act because that's how much I know um, in my heart the Scream 4 lines. Anyway, loved, love, love Quay. Can't wait for you guys to see her performance in this movie because she's so talented. Um, this next interview was done actually by Jose. Uh, he had to step in because I needed a break after talking and it was really hot that day. And if you're noticing I'm yelling, it's because I wore my mask. I had recently caught COVID and we had one mic and we didn't have mic covers. So I said I had to wear my mask. Um, so that's why I'm like yelling. It's so they can hear me because the carpet was pretty noisy. Um, but this next interview was done by Jose and it's so good. He asked all the right questions um, and it's, it's with Carrie Preston. Uh, one of my favorites and a legendary scream queen in herself. And if you don't know Carrie Preston, it's okay. We don't get keep here. I'm going to tell you, she played Arlene in true blood. Like she was my favorite. I was really excited to know that she was in this film and that, she, and that she was going to stop by and say hello. And Jose killed this interview. I could, I never could have done it better. I was way too exhausted at that point. So enjoy this one with Carrie Preston because the next interview after this is with Kevin Bacon. Okay, we're rounding out to the end. It is an honor to meet with horror royalty from one of the stars of True Blood as well. But um, may I, would you please share your pronouns with us? Oh, I'm she, her. Excellent. 
And what brings you back to the genre, to horror at this time? Well, you know, like True Blood, this movie is using the horror genre to make social commentary. In this case, it's about the real-life horrors of gay conversion. And um, I always find that those are the most interesting, where they exist on two levels, you know. On one level, they're just highly entertaining, and on the other level, they're really trying to uh, change things and say something about the world that we live in. Absolutely. And what was your first scary movie, do you recall? I mean, I dressed to kill, which was this really scary movie that nowadays I think would be, I don't even think they would make this movie nowadays. Um, But I remember seeing it and and it was on HBO and it terrified me. But I love like Poltergeist, for example. I love that, you know, I remember that movie and seeing it over and over again because I got, I, I got thrilled with being scared. Yeah. What uh, are there any other creators within horror who you'd love to collaborate with? Um, I mean, John Logan is you know he does he's not known for horror, but you know to be able to work with him with his track record, I was I mean I've already had my my dream come true. Um, I uh, I don't really set out to do like a particular genre. I'm drawn to you know whatever the role is or whatever uh, the writing is uh, saying about the world, and um, and in this case we had all of that times a million. Absolutely. And how have you seen diverse, diversity and inclusion change within the industry, within your career? Because you've been on other projects, even within True Blood, there was inclusion on different levels that was groundbreaking at that time. So how has it been for you to see from uh, within the industry? Well, you know, when I was first coming into the world as an actor and I was studying, I went to, you know, a couple of different acting schools. Um, you know, we were kind of told keep your who you are sexually to yourself because it's going to get in the way of your casting. And that used to be the case. And then we had some, obviously a lot of trailblazers. And then now, you know, we have movies like this where these young actors are not are being cast because of who they are, not, you know, hiding who they are. And um, that in and of itself is, uh, you know, empowering and I think it's encouraging and I think the young actors behind them are going to feel like, oh, I, there's a place for me in this business. Yeah. Thank you so much. And would you mind um, shouting out, saying hello to Afro Horror Podcast? To what? To Afro Horror Podcast. Okay. Say h- hello, Afro Horror Podcast. It's Carrie Preston. I just want to thank Jose again for that interview because he asked so many great questions. And if you guys didn't know, this is how the red carpet usually won. So, um, most of the cast and crew will come. The carpets usually only last two or three hours, right, before the screening. So if you get there early enough, you're able to do as many interviews and talk as long as you probably want. But the bigger celebrities, like the leads, they usually come at the end because they don't want to spend that much time in the carpet. They want to get through. They want to get to the event, and that's totally fine. So what happened here with Kevin Bacon is that Afro Horror was in the center of the carpet, so I knew we were going to get him. I just didn't know how much time we'd have with him. And his publicist, who was so nice, <laughs> I mean, you could tell she looked at us and was like, what is this? Um, but she was like, you can get, yeah, you can get a question, but you have to do another question with the person next to you, which happened to be Deadline. And I just felt like Deadline was probably looking at me like, we're Deadline, you know, Hollywood, big time article, and wh- what are you and who are you? But either way, th- he was really friendly too. So I'm just saying this is my own internalized thing. So. 
we each only got one question with Kevin. So I thought to myself, what am I going to ask about? What am I going to ask about? Like, it's Kevin Bacon. I can ask him so much. I mean, uh, Footloose or um, uh, what's the one, you guys, where he, it's not Invisible Man. I know you're yelling at it at me through the radio, but I can't hear you. Just remember. Uh, oh, Hollow Man. Yeah, I want, I, Hollow Man. I could ask about Hollow Man. But I thought I need to ask about the following because I loved that show so much. Um, and if you don't remember the show, it was like Kevin was this detective hunting a killer who was basing his murders off of Edgar Allan Poe poems. <laughs> and it was written by Kevin Williamson, who also obviously wrote Scream um, and a bunch of other great projects. But I really liked it. I thought it was smart, funny, and quippy. Anyway. That's what I decided my one question was going to be on. And if you, I just know, like, the look in the deadline reporter's eyes was like, did you just waste a question on this? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I'm glad I did because Kevin liked it. And so listen to, listen to his response about it. I think it's kind of cute. It's kind of funny. But I did this for the following fan, fan base. We're still here. We're very loyal. We want the show back. Okay. <laughs> Take us off with a quick question. I want to know what do I have to do to get the following season three? Uh, season three is going on uh, in uh, about, about, about a week, I think. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. Of the following? Yeah. Oh, not the following. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> following season three. Uh, didn't we do three? I think we did three. I think there was a. I think we. I think we got canceled after three. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. But that's a nice question. I'm glad you liked it. I love that question. Yeah. Appeal to you about this film? It's it's even more timely than perhaps when you first got the script. Oh, it was, I think it was timely when I got <laughs> yeah. the script. You know, I mean, just the idea that when I started to look at the research, that uh, there was still this idea that you know people could go someplace and be converted to be something that they weren't. You know, was just a just such a horrible notion as far as I'm concerned, and and it, it's it's torturous in a way, um, and. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe it's a little bit more timely right at this moment. Um, but John Logan really wanted to, uh, he wanted to make a movie about it. And he wanted to make a movie that he thought might have the possibility of getting some eyes on it, you know. And I think that if you make a dark little indie, you know, um, it, you, know you can get a couple people to watch it. But they're probably going to already be on board with the idea that gay conversion is not something that should be happening. So, you know, if you, if you frame it in a, in a nice, fun, wild ride horror movie, then, you know, maybe you get some, some more eyes. All right, see, it was, he didn't remember the following for a second. And then he got it. And he actually touched my shoulder when he said that. He was like, thanks so much for, you know, remembering. I love the show. I think bring the following back. We're doing so many reboots, but the wrong ones. Like, we need to do the following. All right, so that was the end of our red carpet interview. Um, Horror and Color themselves have a bunch more interviews. If you want to go check out um, their Instagram and their website, they have the rest from the carpet. Um, and now let's get into the movie. So after the carpet was done, we were ushered inside the theater to watch They Slash Them. And I have to say, watching it in a completely sold out crowd, 
um, with so many different people of all walks of life. It was fun. It was so much fun. People were screaming and yelling, chanting, clapping, because you know it's just, it's not just a screening, it's the premiere. So the cast is in the audience and their families are there. So every time they come on screen, they're cheering. It's just something special about watching a premiere of the movie with the actual cast and crew. Um, and you can tell they're so, so, so proud of it. And they should be because I thought it was really funny. I thought it was very poignant. I thought the emotional through line was brilliant. Um, I thought all the actors did an amazing, amazing job. And I, that's really all I can say about it without spoiling it, um, honestly. So it comes out today on Peacock and you should all watch it, go stream it and um, listen to the episode before or after, it doesn't matter because I didn't spoil anything. And, and just let me know what you think. I really enjoyed it. I think I'm gonna watch it again at home just to see how it translates on a TV, but it's very different in person with a bunch of other people. Um, and this is the August episode and I can't wait to get back into our regular program for September. I still have some uh, special effects artists, makeup artists, um, below the line crew people, sound design that I, I wanna squeeze in before the year is out for this season. So I just thank you all for your patience. I know we've kind of like gotten away from our schedule, but it's all for good things. We're all, we're just trying to switch it up and make it interesting every month. So thank you all so, so much. Um, this October, we have a lot planned, especially if you're in LA that I can't tell you about. You'll learn about it in September. But again, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next month. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaren Hemphill for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaren. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, at @afrohorror or on our website, www.afrohorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.